Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Million Dollar Agent. We are here, Troy Malcolm, John McGrath, no Tom It's Pattos. the beginning of a new era, the beginning <laughs> of a new era. Now, Tom's on holidays, he may well be listening to this, and Tom, uh, I guess you should give us a call when you get back, because we might have some news for you. <laughs> but uh, no, not seriously, Tommy's on a well-earned break. Where did he go? Do you know where he went? I'm not too sure. I'm not somewhere too sure. exotic. Somewhere exotic. It has to be somewhere exotic. I think Fiji could be or Greece. Greece. He could have gone back to his roots because, of course, they need more tourism dollars there. They're doing it tough at the moment, the Greek community. So Tommy could have gone there, but wherever he's gone with his uh, beautiful family, I'm sure he's having a good time. Um, so it leaves it up to you and I, Troy. It does, but the thing about Tommy... We've been waiting a long time for this. <laughs> We've been waiting a long time for this. The thing about Tommy is that he's always on work. So he did send through an email, and as you know, and as everyone, all the listeners know, we do love Q&A. And this one came in, John, recently, and Tom flicked it to me only a couple of days ago, but it was around prospecting. Mm. Um, and the question was... Which, of course, if we stop there, Troy, oh, yeah. I keep talking about our guys. Prospect, list, sell are really the only three key activities. They're the three key activities an agent has to do. If you don't get your prospecting activities right, and we're going to talk about those by the sound of it in a minute, you can't list and you can't sell. So it's kind of, you know, you've got to get that first bit right because you could be world best lister. You could be a 9.9 out of 10 lister and a 9.9 out of 10 seller, negotiator, marketer. But if you're only listing or if you only have three or four listing opportunities uh, a month or even a week nowadays, I think, you know, you've got to be in three or four lounge rooms a week to be actually in the game. Shane Smolin, who's one of ours, you know, Shane's a good friend of ours, one of our top principals, he was saying the other day that if you're not doing uh, a listing and a sale a week, and I agree with him by the way, if you're not doing a deal a week, I think he called it, uh, a listing deal and a sale deal a week, you're actually not in momentum and therefore you're not in the game. You're struggling to fill the cabinet each month with new listings. Yep. Uh, which is interesting and I will get to the Q&A in a second because I want to know what they're on about or what they're asking about, but on my roadshow that I did with our team, as you know, because you were in a couple of them last yeah. week, I went around to our own team and I went to the various different regions. We had little sort of town hall meetings, which were fun, and we really got to the opportunity to dig into what were some of the key issues with the, the guys in the team. And we're very fortunate that, you know, as you know, we have some of the best people on the planet that get to work for us. So we get to hear some interesting insights, questions, what's working. One of, the, one of the ladies I was speaking to, and I sort of started by saying, who seriously wants to 2X their business? And you know, every hand goes up, and a couple of hands went up tentatively or halfway, and I kind of, I, I sort of got those out of the corner of my eye. So I dug into a couple of them, and I said to her, you know, you looked a bit tentative. Do you really want a 2X? And she said, well, I sort of do, but I sort of don't. And I said, well, why would you not? In a, in a world of, you know, where, where you're in the real estate industry full-time, focus on a career, would you not want to maximise your income or, or results? And she said, yeah, but I, what I'm at is I'm in a really good place and I don't want the stress of growing my business. So that's what we would call a mooring line, right? Yeah. If you think that selling 10 properties a month is more stressful than selling two or three, that's a mooring line and that'll keep you at two or three. My reality and my experience is selling 10 properties a month is more fun uh, more enjoyable, more sustainable, less stressful, which might surprise a few people, but it's seriously less stressful because at 10 a month, two or three a week, you've got momentum, you've got market share, you've got the more, the more. People know that you open up the local paper, you're seeing those, you go into realestate.com.au, you're seeing ads that are your ads. And, and at the end of the day, you almost have to be on the consideration set of people to interview, if not the only person to interview when someone in your community decides to sell. 
So I talked about that, and, and I, I think and I hope I shifted her mooring line because she's a great agent and she deserves to be doing two, three, four X more because she's capable of that and more. But it was just interesting for me to share with our listeners um, on Million Dollar Agent that you have to identify what is your mooring line because if you're sitting there thinking, I'm not good enough, um, my community's too small, I'm not in the big smoke, I'm not in the eastern suburbs of Melbourne or Sydney. Um, it's too stressful to double my business. That will become your reality. And yet the real reality, because literally two or three days after I had that kind of group coaching session conversation, our very good friend Piers Van Hamburg came in. Yeah. Um, Piers is, is our principal, one of our principals with Dean and David and uh, Michael and Nigel at Neutral Bay. Anyway, Piers said, Johnny Mac, I remember a couple of years ago when I was doing okay, but not as well as I'm doing now, it might've been four or five years, he said, in a room, you said it's easier to sell 10 than two. And he said, i got to say, when I heard it, it sounded interesting, if not appealing, but I was sceptical. He said, now I'm selling 10 or 12 a month. And he said, in fact, last month I sold 12. My CSM or PA sold five of the 12. I sold seven. I was away in Fiji with the family for two weeks out of the four holiday. And I'm here to testify that it is much easier to sell 12 a month than, than it was to sell two. So I just think it's, it's, it's a good insight. The other insight I had, which was, uh, Troy, on the, on the roadshow, I talked about tipping point. So when you go from two sales to three or three to four and then eventually get to five or six, at some point you reach in your marketplace tipping point, which means you are the dominant agent, and that's normally around about 20% market share. Yep. So one in five homes that sell in your community are sold by you. Mm-hmm. And they have your board out the front and they have your banner on realestate.com.au. So when you get to that, to go from five sales a month to 10 is so much easier because, as I said before, you're almost guaranteed to be on the, on the, on the you know, to-do list of people when they're going to think of, of selling. You, you have more buyers. You have better product knowledge, generally speaking, because you're just in the market speaking to more people on a daily basis. You've got you know, seven opens this Saturday, and that means you're going to meet a huge number of potential vendors wandering around your community, checking out agents and seeing what the competition's doing and what their home might be worth. So, it's very, I mean, really important to, the moral of those stories were, one is, review what your mooring lines are, because I know a lot of smart people that have a lot of mooring lines and don't even know it. It's not a criticism, it's just a reality. And the mooring line kind of just holds you there in your current world and space. It also reflects a lot around energy. Right. The more sales you make, you kind of you've got that buzz, you've got that high energy momentum where you know you can see the guys. We're lucky enough to see so many offices yeah. um, and visit them, but you can notice the guys that have that high momentum, high energy aspect of their business because they're flying, they're taking calls, That's they're right. passing papers, they're walking around the office, they're on their phone. The other thing you mentioned there that really resonated with me, John, was the fact that the two reasons why someone won't pick you is because they don't really know who you are or they don't believe you're the best option in the market at the moment. So yeah. if you're making those 10 sales, well, you're almost guaranteeing yourself that you are on that shopping list because people will know who you are and you're, you're casting your net further well, with that's, those Well, that's Matt LaHood's famous saying, isn't it? Only two yeah. reasons you don't have every listing. Either they didn't call you in or they did call you in and they thought someone else was better to sell their property. And that's when, when you distill it down to those kind of couple of quick facts, it is real. So I thought that was good. And then not so long ago, because I get most of my news nowadays, as most of you guys know, I don't. I don't listen to much news or watch much news on TV or, or in newspapers, um, but I, I kind of try and get as much information from as many other channels as I can. And 
and I've become um, a sort of bit of a fan of Instagram, which, by the way, is the fastest-growing social media area. And I don't do it for the social stuff and whatever. I, I do it because I like to follow business people, um, coaching people, uh, motivational. There are motivational um, quotes and so forth, and there's a number of sites, and I've probably hit seven or eight motivational sites that send these little quotes, sometimes yeah. once a day, sometimes even more. And I remember not long after I had the tipping point conversation, one just in synchronicity came into my inbox, and my Instagram inbox, and it basically said, and I don't know the exact numbers, but it was roughly, you know, water at 280 degrees Fahrenheit is very, very hot. Water at 281 boils and becomes steam. And it talked about the difference between 280 degrees and 281. A, it's only one degree, but B is it turns you from hot water to steam. So let's assume those numbers are roughly right. <laughs> yep. And it really said is it's 1% that gets you. And I thought about it, Troy. This is a winner-take-all business. You get paid a lot handsomely, well-rewarded for winning the listing and selling it. You get paid zero for coming a close second mm. or almost selling it and having it withdrawn. So in a winner-take-all business, the difference between a good business and a great business may be one degree. It might be three calls a day. It might be three centres of influence in your community um, that you don't have at the moment. It might be just a bit sharper, arriving three minutes early to a listing, being a bit more focused, having three killer questions. I mean, I, I spoke to, one of the things I spoke to our guys about, which we might do in the next podcast, was around, you need to have eight or nine great questions so when you're in a listing, you grab people's attention. Yep. I'm not talking about gimmicks, I'm talking about when you sit down, you've done the tour, you've connected, and there's a great rapport happening, and then you get down to say, let's do business, and we sit down and you say, Troy, look, tell me a little bit about last time you sold a property. How did that go? Was that a good experience or a not so great experience? I mean, that's one of eight or nine that I shared with our team, and, and we'll go through the others maybe next next podcast. Yeah, I think that two. we might put that on the next podcast. It's almost a full podcast, isn't it? Eight questions are phenomenal, and they're, they're very much... And, and Tom, Tommy will have some great ones because he's got some fantastic dialogue around listings and all sorts of things as well. Um, so anyway, that, that'll, be, uh, that'll be good to do. And it normally, it's actually perfect timing because it flows onto our question and the question that came in, if we hit that question now... We're we back to that question. We're back answer. to the question. We, we, We've been <laughs> we around the digress. box. We've been around the east coast of Australia. This is, this we went is to why... Barrow, we went to Newcastle, we went to Brisbane, Gold Coast. We're now back. This is why we have Tom here. This what is was why, the question? To keep us on track. Um, what are your thoughts... It's actually flying better without Tom. <laughs> I didn't say that, Tom. I didn't going. say that. Uh, what are your thoughts on cold calling versus warm calling? Okay. So it's it prospecting basically. Oh, uh, yeah, yep. I hear that a lot. Serious. Let's get down to business. So... I think the only way to be in this day and age is an attraction agent, predominantly. So what does that mean? The vast majority of your business should come to you as opposed to you go to it. Why do I say that? Um, time management. You should be arriving every day with three or four referrals in your inbox, messages on your list, texts on your SMS or phone calls incoming saying, Troy, someone told me you're the guy to deal with. I'm thinking of selling. Can you come and see me? Or, ver or versions of that. Mm -hmm. That's the only way you're going to build a 10 to 12 sale a month business, which everyone that's listening to this um, podcast should be doing or should be aiming at and can achieve. So it's very hard to go out there and just recreate. Ring, 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 annoy people, get catch people off guard, you know, make 100 calls. I've heard this thing about 100 calls a day, and I'm not saying, by the way, that having a good volume of calls is a bad thing. Because I know James Tossivan, who's one of the great agents on the planet, James does a lot of calls. Yeah. Um, but they're generally calls, I think, or if not exclusively calls, I think nowadays it'd be very much exclusively, to people that he knows, 
people that he's served, people that are already in his network, and people that have a, a warm, let's say, a warm relationship with him. And he's also adding value. I think that's the the, yeah. the the real crux of it is... He's a genius. James is giving them information that's relevant and important to them. He's not just doing a generic sales Correct. call saying, hey, do you want a list? So I'm assuming, and I haven't seen the email but, or the question, but I'm assuming that what cold calling is what we used to call the old-fashioned white pages. You know, you basically just ring a street and you start with number one Smith Street and you ring every resident and you say, I'm, I'm Troy Malcolm, I'm thinking, I'm wondering if you're thinking of selling, I'd like to help you sort of thing. That's what I'd call a cold call, which is connecting with someone with no existing relationship and not necessarily any point of the call other than you're trying to shake some business out. Yep. So by the way, good intention. I love the fact that people want to do it. Love the fact that people are being proactive. And it, so I'm saying it's not the worst thing to do. But I think the warm calling, which is A, nurture marketing. People you've sold for in the past and sold to, they must become regulars on your speed dial. You have to keep in touch with them. And most agents don't. Troy, we've been saying this for 20 years. Well, you've been, and I've been saying it for probably 10, and, and Tom and I've been saying it for 20. You must keep in touch with the people. For some bizarre reason, a lot of people in this industry either think it's not important or they're too busy or uh, these people don't want to be harassed. You know, if you spend 30 or 60 days of your life and their life helping them get a great result, helping their family get moved safely from one home to the next, you have earned the right um, to build an ongoing relationship. And when I speak to people, Troy, as you know, I say, Troy, I don't want to just sell this house for you. I want to be your agent for life. I would like to look after all your real estate transactions forever. I'd like to look after your friends, your relatives, your network, your business group. That would be my goal in, in being given a mandate to sell your property. And that's how I act and that's, that's exactly what I feel, which is an attraction business, by the way, because then I go out and, and you know do a great job and people say, well, you know, that was good. John delivered on his promises. He did what he promised he was going to do. He gave us a great result, great service experience, kept us in touch, all this sort of stuff and then they want to refer me to those people. So There's so many examples as well, John. I think of the likes of Michael Pallier. The relationship starts when they drive out when he was in that, the Bentley dealership so many years ago, and those clients are still working with him today. Yeah. They're constantly coming Michael back to him. Michael is a great relationship and they're a guy. Great relationship guy. And I think of things like that. Um, the relationship starts when the sale happens. That's when you have to prove yourself and really nurture that client for the rest yeah. of your life and help give that no value. Doubt. So warm calling, nurture marketing, past clients, buyers, sellers would be an important part. The other bit would be centres of influence. Um, there are people within every community that have connections, that have relationships, significant depth of relationships, and also are influencers. Now, whether it's a small town or a big city, whatever community you're working in, there's going to be five or ten of those people. The question is, do you know them? What's the level of your relationship? Um, are they referring you business? Can you refer them business? How can we help each other to grow our businesses in a win-win solution? Win-win is t sustainable for life forever. Win-lose or lose-win is not. So I say to people, you know, if this doesn't work going forward for both of us, it's not going to work for either of us because it's lopsided. Yep. So I think in terms of that, um, definitely warm calling. So what are the key bullet points? Because I'm sure we're running out of time. We are. We're summarising. So past clients, really focus on those sellers and buyers that you've previously had a relationship with and you can build momentum on. Um, yeah. I want to step back from that, though. I think the first point was very much around you must develop an attraction business. Correct. And, and we'll dedicate this in his absence to Tommy because <laughs> Tommy talks a lot about attraction agents. But you have to develop an attraction business 
if you want to grow momentum and you want to grow scale and you want to do it sustainably long term. Which means, how do you measure if, if you are an attraction business, if the majority of your work is flowing into you rather than you're having to go out and create it yourself, that's an attraction business. So then, you know, what are the attraction activities? Creating raving fans or advocates, as some people call them. Every single transaction, yep. there's got to be people raving about you. Two is warm calling is far better than cold calling. So call people ideally that you have been referred to, that you have a connection that there is you know, some ability to, to either get a warm. By the way, LinkedIn nowadays is a fantastic. Yeah. Now, that's, I guess, um, the, you know, the, the business equivalent of Facebook, if you like. Uh, but social media is a way of connecting because you can have a look and you might say, well, John said to me I need to find five influencers. You might identify them and have no idea who they are or, sorry, no idea how to contact them. Go to their LinkedIn site. Everyone, by the way, I hope everyone nowadays has a LinkedIn profile mm. in this industry. If you 7. don't, seven point six million Australian professionals now have a profile. So almost everyone, everyone almost that's everyone. white collar, yep. has has a, uh, a LinkedIn profile. So do that, and then you go to this influencer's LinkedIn profile, and you might find that you have three people in common. So you might then ring up and say, "Hey, Tom Panos, I know you know Bill Smith. I'm really looking to sort of start a relationship with Bill. Could you arrange a warm introduction?" And that, you know, obviously they'll do that. So I think it's you know using things like LinkedIn is is a fantastic. John, how many how many calls how many warm calls or warm connections should people be aiming for on a weekly basis? I, I don't think the number is as important, Troy, as the quality. I think right. I do personally five growth calls a day. Now yep. I know I'm not selling nowadays, but I'm on the phone at every single day, five days a week, and I make five calls, generally to people I know or I know someone who knows them, so they're the warm category. And I'm looking to say, in fact, I just made one one minute before we start this podcast, um, and I'm looking to connect with someone that, that might be the opportunity to create some business for us both going forward. Um, so it could be, for me, it could be a property developer, it could be an agent that I've heard might be you know, interested in joining our business, it could be potentially an office or a franchisee or an office that might be considering. So for me, the growth calls are slightly different to, to say, an agent nowadays, but I, I think five a day, and I've heard people do 100 a day, and that's fantastic, but I suspect the 100 is going to have a lot of cold calling within it. So if you're not a proactive caller, just find space in a day, and by the way, five calls take 10 to 15 minutes. If you can't find 10 or 15 minutes to grow your business, you should be in another industry. 10 to 15 minutes a day, allocate a time or, or a part of the day, and I like doing the morning, so I'm a kind of morning energy guy. I heard a good quote the other day, Troy, and it said, I'll get this wrong, but it said basically, <laughs> be a creator in the morning and a manager in the afternoon. Right. So now the, the, the moral of the story was, Energy, generally most people have their peak energy between when they wake up and kind of early afternoon. That's when their peak energy is. Um, and then so in the afternoon, try and allocate activities in your time to things that don't need peak energy. So what needs peak energy? Coaching, training, um, listing, um, open homes, uh, all those sort of things are peak energy activities, uh, prospecting. Yep. What, what's non-peak or low energy stuff? It's, it's returning emails, it's kind of work on a presentation you have to get ready for tomorrow. It's, it could be an internal meeting with someone around sort of business as usual stuff. Mm -hmm. So anyway, off the track. But anyway, I think that's, that's really important. Gee, we covered a lot today. I know we did. We did cover a lot. But we can't lot. stop before realestate.com.au is our sponsor. Yep. Yeah. I think what we need to do is we need to get a jingle or something. You know? 
I've, I've spoken about music here, and I was yeah. listening to the Monocle Entrepreneur Show on the way to work yeah. this morning. Great, too. Great, and they got great a nice podcast. little Radio jingle session. of music at the at the at the front. We need to listen to that because I'd like to have a little kind of jingle when we start. Do you think? Well, we're in. We're in. As, As of, of next week, week we will thank get you to realestate.com.au, the greatest real estate company in a website portal on the planet, I think, and I'm biased because I'm on the board, but <laughs> we're also a, an extremely committed um, and passionate customer of REA. Tracy Fellows, you met Tracy? Absolutely. Yep, met Tracy a number she, of times. We need to get her on. Fantastic we need to get her on the person. show. She is, forget the fact she's REA's um, CEO, she is one of Australia's top business leaders. Yeah. Male or, male or female, she is one of, she is a genius. I was in a board meeting with her just yesterday in Sydney, actually. And uh, she sees things so clearly. She's so passionate about customer service. Um, for all women leaders out there, for anyone actually, full stop, but especially women, because you know there can often be a, a fantastic, inspiring connection uh, amongst women in business. And and I think that if if Tracy's doing a presentation uh, anywhere near you in your city, do whatever you can to get there, because she's a very clear thinker and a very successful. Anyway, so hopefully uh, by the time Tom's back, we might even have a jingle happening. We might have a jingle. Do we, we have will. any music? I've never listened yeah, to any of these podcasts. We've got music. We've when got music. When it starts. We've got music when it starts, is it when good? it finishes. Yeah, it's good. Email it's good. In, if, you, if you like the music or you don't like the music, email Tom at TomPanos.com. Tom at TomPanos.com.au or visit Tom Panos's website. Guys, more questions. We love answering questions. Does he pay for those ads? they're real life. I think we are going to start charging I Tom. I think Tom should be a sponsor. <laughs> we should get Tom to pay. Tom for the ads that he gets. Now, on quickly show. before we're going, getting to the serious time of the NRL series. Um, really exciting well, time. Well, there's no question, is it really? <laughs> the bunnies are starting to hit form, or at least they they did two well, weeks ago. The good thing is, <laughs> the bunnies and the roosters, my team, will be in the running. Um, Tom. Yeah, maybe next year the they tigers. should start planning the Tigers. The Tigers. They should be starting to plan for 2020. That's right, 2020 God vision. God love them. They've got, a, uh, they've got a good new coach, Jason Taylor. They do, they do. Jason's a friend of mine and he used to be at the Bunnies. Mm-hmm. And Parramatta, I think he's yeah. a people. Yeah. He's a good guy, so he will certainly lift it. No, I only joke about that because they're actually playing some good football from time to time, Tiger. They're a bit inconsistent. Youthful, and I think experience shows consistency in that football yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah. So once they get a few more runs on the board, you know, Mitchell Moses, um, Luke Brooks, once they get a little bit more experience, they're going to be. We should turn this from MDA really to good. the footy show. We, we should. We should. The footy show. <laughs> the footy when show. Tom gets back, <laughs> we should do a footy show, which <laughs> all, all interstate, all our fantastic and wonderful Melbourne listeners will turn off uh, but you know maybe maybe we can do some footy stuff uh, we look forward to Tom's return is he back next week he's back next week okay. he's back next week so we look forward to his return if that, you don't want him back guys just let us know yeah. <laughs> just email Tom at tompanels.com.au if you don't want him to come back otherwise the three of us will speak to you all in a week or so bye, you guys. bye for now bye. See you later.